Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, hello, Max Rushton, in for Andy today. He was, yeah, I, I came off the bench, very good of him, but uh, we had some good content for you. Ian Stone joined us, comedian and Arsenal fan, to talk about Arsenal's uh, not particularly great form at the moment. Is he keeping the faith? You'll find out. Jolie Chilcott is a fashion writer. We asked her about a pair of Balenciaga 540 quid football boot-inspired trainers. And uh, we played a new game, Max, didn't oh, we? yeah, absolute yeah. classic. It was uh, Binny or Cruyff. Uh, it doesn't need any explanation. It doesn't. It, it speaks for itself. Well, hopefully you'll enjoy it. When we come back, bonus content, Don't Ask Me. We, did, we ran out of time on the show, but we'll bring you Don't Ask Me with Max uh, after this. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Lovely to see you. Yes, uh, ten day, this is my tenth day in I a know. Row. A uh, couple uh, of people have noticed that. Mark in Seaburn said... I can't use the language. He said, you must be knackered. Mm-hmm. And uh, Corker says, uh, is Max on every show now? Yes, well, he is. It's, he's got, one a, a, got a hell of a contract. <laughs> one a day. He just made Keir Jarabshin his agent. <laughs> and he's, he must do a show every day for the rest I mean, of his life. I suppose life. the question is, how much is too much? At what point would the listeners <clears> say... I think this is enough now. Ten? Well, I, do you think ten is, is today the limit? I saw a small gaggle of people with lit torches <laughs> mar- marching over London Bridge just now. That normally happens after five minutes so of, I think, of any show. I, I think I, we've reached that point. We've yeah. said this before, haven't we? But, but it's, it, it, <clears throat> you wouldn't necessarily think it, uh, but there is a, there's a different art to what I call the easy chair, yeah. which is the one that I'm, you know, sort of... I mean, the one Andy's uh, occupied the Andy for Jacobs, 20 years. Exactly, Andy's chair or Barry or Charlie. All the fun, none of the responsibility. Exactly, and, you know, or the sort of side <laughs> I'm in Jordan. Where I just keep talking. I don't have to be. Used, I don't have to get used to anything. But it, yeah. it is a very different. It's a different role to play. You know, it's like asking. Be like asking Hoybiers to play in the ten, right? So that's the yeah. question. Is, you know, obviously we need to accommodate your great talent, right? <laughs> and so yeah. I've been shunted to the side. Well, it's, it reminds know? me very much of the time Gary Lineker found himself on the right wing for Barcelona <laughs> because the geography of this is if this if I'm in the centre-forward position at the moment in this chair mm. surrounded by and the producer constantly jabbering in my ear hole, mm. the, of course not. But you're in that situation where but you like to be told, though, Max, you're so used to being in control, whereas Andy doesn't want the producer in his ear because <laughs> he knows he'll probably repeat what the producer says, a bit like Anchorman. <laughs> so he doesn't want that, but you, I, you, you yeah. want to know what's I, going on, I'd don't quite you? like some... Because I didn't really get the call until... sort of. I wasn't really dressed at quarter to midday when I was okay, called. you just still in your smoking jacket. I was, right? <laughs> I was there just were. reclining, going, I've done nine days, yeah. so now it's time to relax. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm completely unaware of most of the things 
that are coming up on the show. Okay. So I'm, well, so I'm quite interested to find out. So if somebody could just keep informing me. And the good news is... We may touch on the Premier League, I guess. We okay, may, give we, it a go. I've watched a bit of it. Do you starting to believe? Uh, well, look, it's very early, isn't it? As everybody's been saying. I was interested listening to Troy Deeney this morning because I think all of us, everybody in football, probably including the Tottenham fans, are conditioned to think it's going to go wrong. So mm. we hear Troy say, you know, if you had to, if I had to call it now, I'd say City will finish above Spurs <laughs> because people are thinking, well, you know, so many things that can still go wrong, but they are playing well, and and I've been impressed with just how resilient they are because that's not a. Uh, a characteristic I expect of Tottenham really resilient. They've always I, um, been a bunch of hairdressers in yeah. my in my lifetime. <laughs> I, really. I spent whatever that means. I spent I would say all of drive time telling Darren Penn that football is not it's not about results. It's about <laughs> glory. Yeah. It's about attacking. It's about flair. It's about excitement. It's about family and routine and all and it's not about sticking ten men behind the ball and a disciplined obdurate defensive victory yeah. and I had to message him on Saturday and say I'd take all of that back <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably top of the list of many, I don't know what I am journalist, pundit, yeah. person to at least have my apology to Jose Mourinho in my drafts at this stage. Yeah. I haven't sent it yet. Oh, OK, it's good that it's there. I thought they played so well. I thought, you know, I, I did drive all last week and obviously in an international break, most of the text messages are, what's Eric Dyer for? And I, and I feel for Eric Dyer. He just seems yeah. to get a lot more stick than he deserves. Mm. And I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant. He did have a, he did have an excellent game against uh, City. I've got an amazing stat for you. I'll make Bill Burrows. He is bitter. He's a former City fanzine editor. We spoke to him last week, but it is quite a staggering statistic and tells you what a bogey team Tottenham have, have become for uh, Manchester City. Um, I don't know if Bill's actually gone through every game, sat there all night, <laughs> and gone through every game, or whether he's, this is a found stat from somewhere. He said the last three Premier League games between Manchester City and Spurs. Shots, City, 71, right. Spurs, 10. <laughs> Goals, yeah. City, 2, yeah. Spurs, 6. That's ridiculous, it's amazing. isn't it? And I mean, there was one about four years ago, I was telling you earlier on, they absolutely butchered us at the Etihad. It was like 2 nil when they were... Co- and somehow we got back into it and drew 2 all. I mean, we really didn't deserve it that day. We did deserve it at the weekend for the, the way um, we played, but, the, but the, it's yeah. amazing. The Champions League one, I was watching <clears> it with one of my <throat> oldest friends who's a City fan. So we're both Cambridge fans, but his dad is City, my dad was Tottenham. Yeah. So he's a City fan as well. And when Sterling scored that, uh, the VAR goal, but Sterling got it, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And, yeah, yeah. Um, he and he is—he's just completed a PhD in sort of public health in the third world. You know, he's a good—he's doing good for the world. Yeah. And and the the pub was full of Spurs fans, and he sprinted around the pub, sort of making noises, like sort of Neanderthal man. You know, sort of that sort of guttural noise. Yeah. And when he eventually sat down and had and had realised what <clears throat> had happened, it was quite a turnaround. And that in that yeah. game, I think City battered Tottenham as well, didn't they? Oh yeah, I think so. Oh, oh yeah, every well, single well, one. Yeah, they did, again. We were under the cosh. We normally are against City because you know they are an excellent side. But um, but I mean, there is a there is a beauty, isn't there? In I mean, I remember even though Tottenham were on the receiving end that day, and we never got in the Champions League. Chelsea's rear guard against Bayern Munich in that Champions League final. I mean, yeah. there is a beauty to. I mean, like even but, Jose's Inter. Last ditch defending to watch a team still getting away. It, it, it goes beyond it being boring because it's attack versus defence, and it becomes a kind of art in yeah. itself. But, but as a Spurs fan, have you ever said that out loud before? No, I'm not. No, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting that's the way I want. And the, right. the whole point is, and I've been making this point a lot, and I think the, they put that point the other day to one of the players. 
it'd be very hard to play like that if you're constantly on the back foot because if you've got 60 obviously 60,000 Tottenham fans would get nervous mm. at that of just inviting teams on and mm. opening them on the break you're only really playing like that you're allowed to play like that at home at the moment because there are no fans yeah. there and I think the edginess would get to the players well, I think there's something about to give Jose credit <clears throat> which I'm now starting to yeah. do a lot and uh, having not done it for years to, to make someone like Son, who was basically sort of playing like a second right back for yeah. a lot of that game, to, to to get a player who's that good go buy into that, sure, is actually incredible. It's an incredible skill. Yeah, I think Perry was it. Perry or Simon was saying that earlier on. Easy in, to get those two muddled up. Well, wasn't yeah, it? I, I just I was, I was half listening to the guys on the show as we were preparing, and they were saying that you know the, that's the difference. I think Pogba, I was Perry, I think saying that at United Pogba didn't buy into Jose, and they were at loggheads, but the the, the key player at Tottenham, Kane completely bought into what Jose's doing because he probably wants to win yeah, some stuff. Long may it continue. Um, a couple more emails coming in. Um, can you just reassure the listeners that Max isn't standing in for Andy because he's managed to sever a finger in an extreme cooking demo on Instagram? <laughs> yes, he's salt, salt by. I saw him stabbing a box of shredded wheat this morning. I don't know if you watched I, that. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, no, he's trying <clears> to become Salt Bay, who I believe is that chef in Dubai who that's sells right. a steak oh, for I a million see, pounds. I don't follow Andy on Instagram. Yes. I don't follow anybody on Instagram. <laughs> that's like, so I'm not singling him out. I'm um, I'm guessing Andy isn't on today as he's either stabbed himself <laughs> imitating Salt Bay or he's got food poisoning from yes. all the food that ended up on the he floor. Was hoying yeah. a, 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 he was hoying a lump of beef around with a carving knife. Yes. Was <laughs> he really? Yeah. Um, Anything to get him through the day, I guess, isn't it? And uh, this comes from Ben, the Spurs fan from Fair. My missus just walked into the room and said, Is that Max Rushton again? Does he actually <laughs> live in the studio? Well, funny you should say that because there is a small camp bed Absolutely and a can right. of gas heater he I makes must his admit, tea on. I mean, Laura does spend, <clears throat> Laura comes in far too much. I mean, Alan, yeah. you know, and Alan now can work from home. Mm. This has really affected, you know, this has affected my income. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to see you, Max. Thanks You've come so off much. the bench late doors, as I believe they say in football circles. So it is much appreciated. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. We're going to kick off talking a bit of Arsenal. And um, suddenly you're seeing a few think pieces, aren't you? Oh, so yes. kind of year on from when. Mm. Unai Emery got the uh, the push and you're suddenly seeing a few people oh has he moved them on are the fans keeping the faith there's all these questions out there we'll put them to a seasoned Arsenal fan uh, presenter comedian author more of that in a minute um, Ian Stone joins us good afternoon Ian hello chaps yeah so I mean how are you feeling about life a kind of a year on from Emery going what what were your expectations kind of in 12 months time we'll be millionaires what were you, what, what, what were you what were you thinking uh, when he went and, and what do you still make of the Arteta period so far uh, well I'm uh, I'm not as down as a lot of Arsenal Twitter appears to be. Hmm. I didn't watch the game live yesterday, um, but I, 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 the last 15 minutes, I suddenly went on my phone and there was a lot of moaning. And I thought, oh dear, Pepe didn't seem to get a lot of sympathy <laughs> for, the, uh, for, for the headbutt, um, even though Alioski is... I'm glad what Kieran Tierney did and, and tried to get at him after the game. But... Um, how am I feeling? I'm feeling okay because it's a long-term project, and Mikel Arteta is, I think, is going to be an excellent manager, uh, hopefully for us. And so I'm feeling quite positive. I'm, I'm not sure you're is meant to come on. You to, you're not meant to come on Talksport with this much perspective, Ian. To be honest, he's got to. He's got to go, lads. He's he's got to go. He's taken us as far as he can. He's. I'm at a, I'd have I'd have Wenger back. I'd have him back. I'd have Big Sam. I'd have Big Sam well, rather than him. Get in the mixer. This, this is the point, isn't it? There's too much of this craziness going on, and I, and I can't, I can't be doing with it. I think, look, 
you know, we won the FA Cup. I'm not even going to say the Community Shield because I really don't <laughs> no, care. Don't, but... don't say that or you'll never <laughs> come not... on the show again. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, I understand that you understand. But we have won the FA Cup since he came along. Yeah. I think Thomas Partey is going to be a really, a really good signing. But essentially, because he wasn't playing yesterday, we had essentially last season's team, or certainly last season's creative team. And we know they can't create a lot. And we still know they can't create a lot. And nothing's really changed. But... How many, t- how many Arsenal teams of the last few years would have kept a clean sheet in that game? Not many, I would suggest. I'm not yeah. sure how this one did, to be fair. Yeah, it, it was quite amazing. If Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, you've watched it back now. It, it, the old woodwork did lead a charm life. But they were resilient. They did do well at the back. You know, they did. Uh, holding was, was, was excellent and stuff and kept them going. So, it, it, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot to be taken. That's a positive. Pepe, you're right, though. I mean, when one of your players does something daft, I remember when Sonny kicked out at Rudiger in that game. Yeah. And look, it was soft, a bit like the Pepe one. Soft or not, though, if you do that, you're going to get sent off. It's just so stupid, isn't it? Well, that's the difference between a draw and a, and a possible win, isn't mm. it? And and he, he showed a bit of faith in Pepe. He hasn't been starting him, and he started him. And he goes and does that. And he's got... I mean, there was a lot of jokes. There were a lot of jokes going around about Pepe's going to miss the North London derby, but Tottenham are going to appear. Oh, yes, and I saw, very, saw a few of those. That's all very funny. <laughs> that's all very funny. But it is a bit of a conundrum who we use up front. I personally cannot wait for Martinelli to have a run in the team because I really like the look of that kid. But it's they haven't quite found the attacking... When I say they haven't quite found, they haven't scored a goal and open play in about a year. But... Um, I feel positive about about the attacking talent we've got. I think we just have to find the right blend. How long I'm do you keep the faith? Yeah, how how long right do you how long do you keep the faith? I mean, how long do you, can you say this is a project? Like, in if we do this in a year, will it still be in a project? Or in five years? What's the? How long is the project? Oh, I, I, if he doesn't do something by next Tuesday, I want him gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I mean, a couple of years. I mean, you've got to give him, I think, you've got to give any manager three or four transfer windows, mm. I think. And, I, and, and especially considering the mess that he inherited, I think you do get a bit worse before you get better. But early days yet, right? Early days, we have some of the finest young talent in the Premier League, mm. particularly Bukayo Saka, is an absolute superstar mm. in the making. And I think we've got some pretty good players in there, uh, but he, he, he hasn't obviously found the right attacking talent as yet, and it might take a few more goes. Yeah. But, but I liked how angry he was yesterday with Partey, uh, with, um, with Pepe. Pepe. Yeah. I was really unacceptable. That was unacceptable. And when your players do stuff like that, yeah, of course you want to slap them, but... I'm sure Mikel Arteta will. Yeah, well, I'm sure Gary Ceballos will in training, although he's probably a little bit old. Really, <laughs> he prefers having to go at the well, younger. Of course not. I mean, it's all, all, it's all nonsense. He's not saying you need Peter Story or uh, Steve Bold or Tony Adams in that dressing room. I think they'll, they'll, they'll uh, wean Ceballos out of picking on younger players, which of course we saw him do with Enketia, and there are rumours that there was an issue uh, last week. But uh, maybe you just need an old school arm round the neck. Just to remind well, I think, I think Tierney. I think Tierney is the guy who might well do that. Mm. I mean, I know that Tierney was not happy with Alioski, but I'm sure he also wasn't happy with Pepe for doing that because they're playing four games a week or whatever it is, and they're knackered enough as it is. And then Pepe gets sent off, and they've got to play with ten men for for forty minutes against a very mobile Leeds team. Oh, it wound all of us up. Do you but, think? You know, do you think in a sort of crocodile Dundee? Well, you know, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Tierney was going to go. That's not a headbutt. Yeah, this I'll is, show you. <laughs> this is let a me, headbutt. Let me, let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of Glasgow. Welcome to Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? 
you know what? I'm glad he didn't actually headbutt him no. there. But I can tell you now, if he had, Arsenal Twitter would have exploded with joy. Yeah. <laughs> would have done. Fans like that sort of thing. But I just, I like him in the team. Yeah. So I'm glad he didn't. Good to talk to you in. Your book, To Be Someone, uh, your your uh, lifelong jammed session, is it still doing, I don't mean the, the, the food stuff. I mean the band, obviously. <laughs> it's <laughs> like the Women's yeah. Institute. Oh, chapter what a seven, book Strawberry Concert. It was good. Stra- yeah, I loved, it. I loved Chapter 8 on Black Current. Yeah, too many I've bits. moved on it. to Marmalade now. Yeah, yeah. My favorite <laughs> but it, is it, um, uh, it's doing well? People are buying it. I oh, mean, good. I mean, before before the lockdown, I was selling it at gigs as well. Oh. Uh, people like people like a bit of merch. They do. Good. But you do your gig and then you go, look what I've done. And they go, oh, that looks fun. Um, and hopefully I'll be getting back to that in uh, in December. Uh, yeah, people uh, people have been very nice about it. And that's, uh, it's always pleasing. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, it is a game show, but it's not play your cards right. But it doesn't matter. It's great generic game show music for the purposes of this. We're going to try a little on-air pilot. Because I was perusing uh, Google the other day, and I happened upon a couple of uh, interesting focus-ons from Shoot back in the day. Okay, yeah. And they were two very different players. One was the late, great Johan Cruyff, arguably one of the greatest, well, definitely one of the greatest players of all time. And the other was the then uh, Brighton player, Fred Binney. Fred Binney, okay. So, um... Not aware of Binney's... well, Fred, as a player, Fred went on to play over in the States. Okay. Uh, he played for Torquay, which was why the producer was quite keen on, on doing this. Right. So, um, although I don't think he was aware of the Torquay connection before I brought it up. But I thought we'd have a game of Cruyff or Binney. Because news. the great thing about um, uh, Focus On in Shoot back in the day was that they essentially asked the same set of questions. So you can get Johan's worldview as well as Fred's. <laughs> okay, good, but good. I want to know from you, um, who said these things? Who's... 
who gave these particular right. answers to the questions? Can I, can I just say, if, the, if, if you see the quiz as a, as a success, yeah. then obviously you and Andy can keep it. Yeah. If it doesn't go so well, me and Charlie always looking to fill, a, to fill <laughs> ten minutes on a Saturday. <laughs> so. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Well, let's see how we go, shall we? Right. Because Probably I'm going to kick you off billion. with a nice, easy mm-hmm. one. Full name. Whose full name was Frederick Edward Binney? Right. Was it okay. uh, Binney or Cruyff? So I'll I'll just, that's just easy. Oh, no, Binney. You, Binney, well okay. done, yeah, because Johan Cruyff's full name is indeed uh, Hendrick Johannes Cruyff. Right. Do I have a target to hit or anything? Is no, no, any? no, okay, just, you've got ten. You've right, got okay. ten okay, coming ten. up, and it's right, just, just a bit of fun. Talk sport listeners, you can play at home. That was just to ease you in. That was just... As a quiz master, you've made me feel very comfortable that was at ease. your £100 question in Millionaire. So now it starts getting more difficult. Because a car, what car did Fred or Johan drive... Uh, around this time. Who drove the Audi? Was it uh, Cruyff or Binney? Ah, it's Cruyff. Cruyff in the Audi. I'm sorry. Oh, it wasn't. It was Fred. Obviously, the money was quite decent down at Brighton at the time. Cruyff in an Opal? No. Uh, Cruyff was driving the Citroen SM. Ah, I, didn't, yes. I should have looked up the Citroen SM. I don't know what kind of vehicle it was. It's probably a lovely vehicle, sir. Fully loaded, I would imagine. Let's have a look. Citroen SM. What kind of vehicle was it? It's uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's a nice-looking vehicle. Quite mm. stylised-looking Oh, yeah, it's got Citroen. a nice sort of smooth back. It does look... It? It's yeah. quite a sporty okay. number. So, anyway, so that's one out of two. Okay, okay. Whose favourite other team mm-hmm. was it? Johan Cruyff or Fred Binney? Yeah. Whose favourite other team was uh, Wiepesh Dosher of Hungary? <laughs> <laughs> did Fred <laughs> there down, playing down in Brighton in those days? Did he have a bit of a thing for Hungarian might have football? Been a cosmopolitan chap, Fred Binney, money, yeah, yeah, but exactly. I think a picture's going to build of mm. Fred as a human being as oh, we do. Right. This. I'd say uh, Johan Cruyff. It was indeed Johan okay, Cruyff. Okay. Uh, Fred's uh, favourite other team was QPR. Right. Uh, he doesn't say why. He doesn't qualify no, why. Get, no, you get no details from Fred. He was, okay. he, was, he was a man of few words, or in this case, three initials. Right. And he gave little away. He's enigmatic. Fred. Maybe they didn't have a lot of time with Fred for the chat. The Fred <laughs> Binney I knew was quite enigmatic. <laughs> <laughs> because that was the thing. They just said QPR. No one ever bothered to ask why. Okay, so well done. You've got um, two out of three. I hope you're enjoying this I'm at really home. really having a great if time. You can be bothered. Mm. Um, favourite food. Who's favourite food? was beef stroganoff. Was that the binster <laughs> or was it the great Johan Cruyff of the beef stroganoff? That's very hard to say. Um, what a cosmopolitan. It is. A co- it is. I mean, you'd think Absolutely. the stroganoff. When did the stroganoff but, come to, to But an Audi to driver, an Audi driver maybe quite keen on stroganoff and obviously Brighton's right on the coast as well yeah, so yeah, that yeah. stroganoff would have arrived in Brighton before it had <laughs> yeah, reached the rest of way. the UK yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. I'm going to go Johan Cruyff you're going Cruyff I am yes well I think you'll find that um, Johan Cruyff's favourite food was beef steak I see well Fred Binney yeah. he loved the stroganoff he Absolutely loved his beef steak right. but he loved it of course in a, in a, in a rich sauce Absolutely. so that's uh, it's um, two out of four yeah. as we move on to uh, I think we've got a bit of music did we have a bit of music for the next one whose favourite singer was this oh. jazz legend Summertime. Here we are. What a voice. One of the greats. That's Ella Fitzgerald. Yes. yes. But um, looking at Johan Cruyff or, or uh, Fred Binney, mm. would you like to have a look at pic- Let's a picture of Fred. There we'd he is. I'd like to see Fred. Fred's, okay. Fred's got. Uh, um, uh, he's got a moustache, got a big moustache. Bowl haircut and a big moustache. Yeah, and his arms folded in the picture. So who who was the fan of uh, Ella Fitzgerald? Oh, what, what year are we What year are we in? Well, I suppose, we're, I mean, we're... we're mid-70s? Uh, probably. I'd say in you're talking about mid-70s okay. at the moment. Okay, yeah. so sort of pre-quo. I swear, yeah. Pinny, Pinny would have been a quo man, I think. Well, I keep guessing Johan Cruyff, which, yeah. which I think is... Uh, it's, it's not the purest way to play the game, is it? But I... <laughs> 
I'm going to go again with Johan Cruyff. Okay, well, Johan Cruyff's favourite singers were the Beatles. Oh, and, and Fred shared his affections between Ella Fitzgerald and Johnny Mathis. Oh, okay. So I'm afraid, once again, the binster has, uh, has caught you out with his... Uh, his int- he's, he's in it. I've, I'm bu- we're building a picture of a man I'd very much like to meet. I feel like we should... I don't know if Fred's listening this afternoon. I'd love to... I'd love to... I mean, I if believe, he'd join us. I, I suspect most people listening... This morning to talk sport, we're thinking what I what I need to what take I need away. Is, I need to learn a bit more <laughs> rather than talking about whether Bruno Fernandez made contact with Conor Gallagher. Yeah. I want to know more about Fred Binney. So that's what well, we're delivering. This is very much people, what we're here for between one and mm, four. Okay. Um, yes. So uh, let's move on then. Miscellaneous likes. Who's miscellaneous <laughs> likes? Uh, were biscuits, mi- wigwams, and gerbils. <laughs> was Johan Cruyff. Well, that was the title of Fred's book. That wasn't, of course, not. Uh, were uh, music and gardening. Music uh, and who gardening. Prefer, who was the music and gardening fan out of Binny and Cruyff? Binny. I've gone Binny. You're not for messing the first about, time. are you? You're, no. going, you're going Binny for the. F- yeah, music and gardening, Binny. Good, That's yeah. right. Johan Cruyff's. Uh, wasn't green fingered. Green fingered Cruyff. He wasn't. Believe. Tennis was. Uh, tennis. Was a bit more of the, yeah. And turning. Were, <laughs> <laughs> were two yeah, things. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Two stripes on my shirt. Right. So, favourite actor. Whose favourite actor was Steve McQueen? Was it uh, Fred Binney or was it Johan Cruyff? Uh, Binney. I think Cruyff was an Orson Welles man. Really? <laughs> OK, well, it's funny you should say it, because, in fact, it was it was Johan ah, Cruyff okay. who loved Steve McQueen. Um, the the favourite actor and actress of Fred Binney, because he gave us both, uh, he was a bit more fulsome in his answer than he was about QPR, were Humphrey, no, Humphrey Bogart and Greer Garson. Ah, lovely. Greer Garson. I mean, not many people come up with that. You <laughs> I get... say, if you'd made me guess Greer Garson, we'd yeah. have been here quite a while. I think Solly March, if you did, let's work on the basis <laughs> that Solly is the equivalent of Fred Binney. I don't think Solly would say Greer <laughs> Mrs Min of a favourite film, says Solly. So, um, OK, you got that one wrong didn't you so yeah you're not you're not doing very well it's mate. a difficult quiz it is yeah. most difficult opponent who said nobody in particular was it Fred <laughs> Binney or was it <laughs> Johan Cruyff who I, had that sort of air of arrogance that no one was going to trouble you'd them? like to think Binney or Cruyff you'd like to think Cruyff would have said that but I'm going to imagine that Binney Binney had a more no-nonsense approach to the game he did. and Cruyff arguably may have come up against better players yeah. you know I think Cruyff would have had a few more in his locker so I'm going to go Binny for that yeah Binny with the kind of swagger you'd expect <laughs> exactly, of that yeah. era said no nobody in, maybe he couldn't be bothered to think of an answer whereas yeah. Johan Cruyff he went Bertie Voltz West oh, German Sean has said Fred Binny uh, uh, still lives here uh, he was the University of Plymouth football team brilliant uh, manager in the local leagues until a few years ago says Sean thank you Sean and Ben tells us that the Citroen SM was the preferred vehicle of Idi Armin <laughs> no, that's, not great. that's not a great association <laughs> Ben is it they would have used him in the advert. <laughs> so you got that one wrong, didn't you? Or did you get that one right, Max? I'm oh, I thought I got it right. Oh, got that one right. I did okay. get that one so right. So one, yeah. two, What else did Idi Amin advertise? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, whose yeah, uh, who's professional ambition was to help Barcelona win the European <laughs> Cup? Now you've already Fred's already proved he's got enough swagger to say that no one troubles him as a player. So right. before you say he was playing for Brighton, probably in, I don't know what, what were they then? They're probably Division uh, Division Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so whose uh, who's, uh, professional ambition was to help Barcelona win the World Cup? S- stick my neck Think out about say, it before you say. This. Stick my neck out and say Cruyff. It was Cruyff, okay. yeah, because Fred's ambition was wasn't quite as lofty. It <laughs> was, was it? to play in Division One. Ah, oh, fair enough. So that's very good. So you've you clawed it back. So we're one to go. You've got one two. 
two, three, four right, and mm. five wrong. So you can draw here. Mm-hmm. Um, miscellaneous dislikes. Whose miscellaneous dislikes were empty stadiums of someone... Of course, he would have loved, very much loved this whole period. Presci- no, no, miscellaneous it's, dislike. It was prescient. Of, yeah. of, I don't think Cruyff had played in empty, empty stadiums for quite some time. So I'm going to say Binny. You're going to go miscellaneous yeah. dislikes uh, Binny. Yeah. Well, um, you're wrong, I'm afraid. It was Johan Cruyff. Oh, really? You're right. When would he have ever encountered an empty stadium? Maybe in the very know. early days as a, as a kid. But no, I mean, Fred's, surprisingly... Fred's uh, problem was heights. Oh, he was had a it? problem with heights. Oh, dear. So in Fred the end, yes. I mean, we built a picture of both men. Mm-hmm. You got, uh, you lost six four. Max, oh, in, in uh, let's play. Uh, well, I enjoyed the quiz. Well, yeah. Maybe you needed two competitors. I think I think you possibly you think so? do. You need yeah, you need a bit more conjecture. Well, tomorrow you could play Steve Fallon or Eusebio. Yes. <laughs> to see how it goes. <laughs> well, look, this might have legs. It might not. I'm sure the listeners in the, in the fullness of time will tell us. But uh, I think we've learned a lot about it. Something else to tell you that St- um, Steve went off to play in America. He went off to play in the uh, NASL, and he played for the St Louis Stars. And he almost crossed paths with Cruyff, who <sighs> went there a year after wow. him. They Imagine how they played. would have bonded over their shoot interviews. But Fred did play against Pele. Oh, right. So when he said all those years on to play in Division <laughs> One was his was his ambition to play against the greatest player in the world that wasn't even on his radar at that time. So there like we are. I feel like I know that Fred was Binney. the first ever, and well, obviously by definition the last ever because otherwise we just have to look at t- we can't just keep mining that particular scene. Go for it. I would go for Binny or Cruyff for the next Binny, two or three years. Binny or Cruyff. Uh, we ca- they said it would only be a one-off. Um, it was a Maserati engine Citroen, says mm. uh, one of the listeners. We're, f- we're learning a lot about the Citroen. There's a lot of petrol heads listening. This Can I just read one on the subject of when you wore sports equipment yeah. not to do it? Andrew says, I wore my prescription goggles to drive home from the swimming pool as I lost my glasses. <laughs> but it been a great thing if he'd stopped him. He definitely would have been breathalyzed, wouldn't he? I think he would have. Have you had the hat on too? Yeah. I've lost my glasses. <laughs> that would have been great. And the flippers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there we are. Um, Cruyff or Binny. They said it wouldn't work and they were possibly right. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. 540 quid for a pair of uh, designer trainers that look like football boots. They even have a stud. Mm. Now the reason football boots have a stud is that they tend to to be on a a surface that takes a stud um, which is generally not the pavement or or a night out in a club or whatever but these are uh, Balenciaga, these are top-level designer shoes. Um, but we don't know what we're talking about, so we need a fashion writer to put us right. Uh, Jolie Chilcott joins us. Jolie, good afternoon. Hello. So, have you had a chance to check these out yet? They are, I mean, they do look like a pair of what we used to call the Winfield specials, that, that uh, money was a bit tight and you'd go down Wars and get your first pair of football boots and five ninety nine, and they have they have got that look about them, really. I know they have. I've had have taken a look. These are a little bit more expensive than five ninety nine. Yeah. Um, they don't even look like you know your flashy football boots. They look like the ones that you would get you know when you're first starting out. And I think to spend that amount of money on a, an amateur looking football boot is mm. uh, quite astonishing, really. Is there? I mean. As Paul said, this is not our area of expertise here. I like <laughs> the way we're dressed. <laughs> is there sort of, a, you know, hobo chic? You know, sort of the idea that you want to dress 
looking like you, you know you haven't spent any money on your clothes, but you have actually spent a lot of money on your clothes. Did we that see that? Yeah. Well, the two Everton boys recently, mm. didn't we? When they were over in oh, New Tom York. Davis. Tom and... Davis was wearing like his granddad's <laughs> Mac and a pair of pajama <laughs> trousers, wasn't he? I mean, it was like he, just, he looked like just wander, wandering about. <laughs> so, Steptoe and son. There is that look, isn't there, Jolie? I guess. Yeah. There is, there is. It's kind of come up over the last couple of years, but I mean, I'm not personally a fan, but you can get trainers now from the likes of Gucci for hundreds and hundreds of pounds that look like they've got mud splattered all over the trainers and they're made to look like that. I mean, grab a pair from your local Primark and run out in the puzzles if you really want to get that look, in my opinion. That's but, true, um, yeah. Uh, is apparently, it... there, there, is, there is a little bit of a trend for this kind of thing. I'm just not entirely sure that this particular look is going to take off. What about sort of scuffing up shoes? You know, if you get your brand new cherry red dms is it is it wise to scuff them up just in a in, in a field or in some gravel before you wear them out i do think so nobody okay. wants you know the, the days of these kind of super pristine footwear is over you look a little bit you know too try hard if they're too clean so it's worth you know scuffing them up a little bit but um i wouldn't spend hundreds of pounds trying to achieve that look when you can go out to your pavement uh, I've been checking out British Vogue. I, I never miss, obviously, as you can as you can <laughs> probably can guess. And uh, this is a guy. The guy behind these boots is uh, their creative director, Demna Vasalia. And uh, Demna yeah. says of these boots, he says, "Footballers and priests were what I grew up with in Georgia. Sport, religion, obsession, and seduction are stripped of their functions, leaving only the sensation of a fashion object, uh, which is all very well, but um, the." <laughs> But they look quite uncomfortable. They are a moulded stud. You're walking around the street, you know. You, 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 I mean, you couldn't you, you couldn't do a ten mile hike in these on a hard surface. They're a moulded football boot, which they claim yeah. are, they've got to be uncomfortable. They can't be good for your feet. Yeah, I can't imagine they're particularly comfortable. I mean, walking along the pavement like this to your, around Sainsbury's isn't really gonna gonna do you any favours. But they also come in um, not just black as well, which is your football boot typical colour. They come in neon yellow and neon pink in case you want to draw more attention oh, to your nice. face. So, but nice. there are there people who will buy this? There are people who will buy it. I think <laughs> anything that's got your designer logo on, there are, there is always going to be um, people that, you know, want to get their, their hands on the latest designer item. And everybody is talking about these today. So people will want to get them to say that they've got the latest Balenciaga Sneakers. I'm just not sure your average Joe is going to want them in their wardrobe. If you stuck them in a sale bin in Sports Direct amongst all the other Lonsdale and all that, yeah. wonder how long they'd sit there. Until you, the first person that came in and thought, blimey, Balenciaga, I can sell them on eBay. But if it was just aesthetically, I reckon they'd, yeah. sit, there, they'd sit there for quite a while. Yeah, they would, they would definitely sit there for quite a while because they're not, you know, especially if you're a football fan, they're not even a particularly attractive boot. Um, but um, again, if you can pick these up in a in a, a bargain bin, sell them on eBay, you probably could then. Yeah, there's a speed recycled sneaker on the Balenciaga website for five hundred, only five hundred and sixty-five pounds, which Joey looks like a sort of uh, scuba diver's uh, boot with a with yeah. a with a heightened sole. Is that something yeah. we should be spending more time thinking about? <laughs> Again, it's, it's quite a niche item. Some of the Balenciaga, um, they do these kind of sock boots that have been really popular because they're kind of a bit quirky, but they're still wearable. Things like these football boots and the ones that you're describing that have got the height and sole and, and they've got um, separate individual casing for each toe, which is even more attractive. I think mm. they're a little bit too far for most people. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Don't ask me to leave it out. 
There we are. That was this afternoon's show. And as promised, here's Don't Ask Me. Um, Max was in the building last week yeah. doing Drive. So you heard some of this I did. in the background. Now, Drive have a meeting from half past two to three o'clock. Well, oh. I won't have heard anything. But beyond that, I should be pretty good. All right, then. Well, let's give it a crack. We spoke uh, on Friday to an Irish comedian and Liverpool fan. And he talked a bit of rugby. Do you know who that comedian was? Hmm. He, uh, he does a podcast called The Irishman Abroad. Oh, yes. Uh, Jarleth Regan. Jarleth Regan. Oh, well okay, done. Right. One out of one. Yeah. Didn't hear it. One point. Rob Stokes joined us, the author of Glove Story 2. He was joined by a former Arsenal and Scotland goalkeeper to sprinkle some stardust on it. Who was that? Bob Wilson. Well done, yeah. And I'll make it yours too, Bob Wilson. Uh, we spoke to an Olympic gold medal winning long jumper and MasterChef champion on Wednesday. Uh, do you know who that might have been? Greg Rutherford. Greg Rutherford. Blimey, you're on fire. You're better than Andy. Uh, we spoke to author John Day. His book's called Homing, and he told us about a £1.4 million sale of which beast? <laughs> a pigeon. It was a pigeon. Oh, well done. And finally, on Monday, we spoke to a comedian and Chelsea fan about his new ITV daytime game show, Winning Combination. Who might that have been? Already celebrating. Ahmed Jalili. Ahmed Jalili. <laughs> what a brilliant performance. Five out of five. I know Andy would argue they were a bit easier than he easy, gets. Yeah. But still, very impressive. For a man that wasn't even here. So there we are. Um, Andy, hopefully back with us tomorrow. Uh, so thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.